Hey everybody, this is Jamie Nunley, lead pastor of Victory Fellowship Church. Thanks for listening to the VFC Sermon Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our free VFC Thomasville app, where you can access all of our messages, sermon notes, announcements, and small group lessons. This app is the easiest way to keep up with everything going on here at VFC. So please enjoy the following sermon. We hope it encourages you in your walk with Jesus and helps you to belong, believe, and become. Enjoy. Um, So this morning we're going to talk about burning the ships. What does it mean when when you hear the word burn the ships? What does that mean to you? I want to tell you, I want to share a little story with you. In, in 1519, Hernán Cortés uh, was a Spanish conquistador, and he sailed from um, Cuba to Veracruz, Mexico. And if you look at the state of Mexico, it's kind of in the little peninsula there right before the Yucatan comes out, and it's close, kind of close to the city of Mexico City, and his his goal was to conquer and seize and take over the Aztec nation. And I don't know, he had 11 ships, he had 580 soldiers, he had 100 sailors, and he had 16 horses. Why history remembered the 16 horses, I don't know, but I'm glad they did. But he, when, he, when he sailed in, I don't know if he didn't tell the guys until they got there, or they didn't understand the impact of, of what was fixing to happen because they were outnumbered thousands to one. And when they got there, some of the men started getting nervous and they realized that they may have made a mistake. Have you ever gotten to a place where you think you may have made a mistake and you just want to turn around and go back and retreat? Well, that's kind of where some of the guys were, and, and Cortez heard this. He, he heard these guys murmuring and talking about going back, and he did something that was just totally unheard of. He told the guys, he said, I want you to burn the ships. I want you to go get the food and the stuff that we need off the ships, and I want you to burn them. I want you to take out the option of retreat. This morning, we're going to talk about taking out the option of retreat in your life. In Luke 9, 62, Jesus said, No one, having put, in, putting his, put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. I'm here to tell you today, God does not want you turning back. He doesn't want you looking back. He wants you moving forward with him. He wants total dedication. He wants, he wants full custody, not weekend visitation. Okay, he wants everything. He doesn't want a half-hearted commitment. Get this, you cannot pick and choose how you want to serve God. You can't look through the scripture and say, well, or or hear God telling you to do a certain thing. You say, okay, God, I'll do that. I'll I'll serve at the church a little bit, or I, I might help with the Thanksgiving dinners, or, but I'm not gonna do that, that's too hard. When God calls you to do something, you got to go do it. You're either for him or you're not. You have to accept the cross along with the crown. You have to accept the judgment along with the mercy. You must count the cost, and you must be willing to abandon everything that is comfortable to you. In 2008, when Lynn and I left our family, our homes, 
our jobs, everything that was comfortable to us. We moved to Honduras and we lived there and served as missionaries. It was not easy. It looked pretty on the outside, the big missionaries moving to another country and and serving God and all that kind of stuff. But it was not easy. And I'm here to tell you, there was a lot of days that it was harder than there were easy days. It was tough. One of the things I love to do is hug my children. Y'all know I'm a hugger. I love to hug. And when you're that far away, you can't hug them. And that's hard. That's hard for someone who likes to do that with your children. We, one time when we were in Honduras, it was really cool because our son Buddy was living in uh, Kansas City. Becca was here in Thomasville. And our oldest son, Justin, was in Auburn. And technology sometimes is really cool because we were able to FaceTime one night in a group with all of us at the same time. It was so funny. Nobody knew what anybody else was saying because everybody was talking at the same time. But we got to see all of our kids at one time. That was really fun to be able to do that. You know, when you choose to completely sell out and follow him, it's not going to be easy. But it's going to be worth it. It's going to be well worth it. The phrase, burn the ships, if, we, if you could define it, it means to do something that makes it impossible for you to change your plans and go back to the situation you were before. you got to do something that's going to prevent you totally from ever going back to the way you were. Some of us have been places we can't go back. Some of you have been places you don't need to go back. Okay? I want you to think about this for a second. Let this resonate in your spirit. And I really want you to think about this. Retreat is easy when you have the option. It's easy to go back when you have that option. What we're going to talk about today, though, is taking out that option. What are some ships that we need to burn? Let's talk about some ships that we need to burn. This one may kind of hit home with you, your current job or your field of employment. Why would we, why would we need to burn that ship? Am I the only one that ever hears somebody complain about their job? I hate my job. I hate my boss. I don't like the people I work with. They're stupid. I don't like the hours I have to work. I don't get paid enough. On and on and on. You whine about your job. I got one quick question for you. Why are you still there? If it's that bad, why are you there? I see you have two choices. There's a university right down the road down here that you can get a, a degree or certificate to change your employment to do whatever you want to do. Or you can change your attitude and make a kingdom difference in the job that you're in. One or the other. That's up to you. But maybe that's a ship that you need to burn. Another one, and this is kind of a long one, is uh, drugs, alcohol, pornography, gossip. And maybe if you're one of these people who sit back and say, well, I've never done drugs or I've never um, drank anything or um, I I, I sure didn't watch pornography, then maybe you need to uh, burn the ship of having a judgmental spirit if you think you're not like those people. I told you it's going to be hard today. Self-worth. I'm not worthy. Last Sunday, I stood back there in the back of this church, and I listened to Jamie preach, and I thought, man, he's good. He is good at what he does. And then, I, then the enemy started saying, you got to do it next Sunday, and you're not that good. 
I battle that self-worth of being worthy of even sharing the word of God. Get over that. Self-pity. Quit whining. Quit whining. I, you know, there's no room for whining in, in the kingdom. It's, there's no place for it. Lust. The Bible says if you've gone so far as to lust in your heart that you've already committed to sin. Greed and materialism, those two go together. We live in a greedy world. We live in a materialistic world. I want more. I want more. Our twins are funny sometimes when they get cookies. They want chocolate chip cookies. or One of them likes chocolate chip and the other one likes Oreos. Um, but they, when you give them two cookies, they always say, I want more. It, it's, it's natural for us to want more. You know, the old saying of trying to keep up with the Joneses, we work so hard trying to, to create and, and to buy things and have things that are not important. None of that is going to go with you. None of it has any eternal value in your life. This one I really like, Relationships. Some of you are sitting in here today in a toxic relationship. It's not good for you. It, it, it's hurting you. It's keeping you from doing what God wants you to do. But you keep hanging on because it's comfortable. You don't know any other, any other way. Why are these ships that we need to burn in our life? Exodus chapter 20 verse 3 says, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image. These ships that we just talked about, the, the, all of the alcohol and drugs and self-pity and all that stuff, those are idols that are in your life that are keeping you from fulfilling what God has for you in your life. They're holding you back. So we need to, um, you need to get rid of those idols. What is another ship that we need to burn? Unforgiveness. This is a, this is. This is, this is bad. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Unforgiveness, you know, I heard someone say one time before, having unforgiveness towards someone else is like you drinking poison and expecting them to die. But you know what I found most of the time that if, if I have something against somebody and I forgive them and I go to them and I say, look, you know, you offended me and I need to ask your forgiveness, they don't even know. They don't have a clue that they've hurt you or anything, but if you're carrying it around, it's eating you up on the inside. Matthew six fifteen, Jesus is talking, and it's if you go back and read this, it's right after the Lord's Prayer, the, the prayer that Jesus gave the disciples that we all know, but the scripture immediately following that, it says this, if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So if you're carrying around unforgiveness, don't ask God to forgive you until you forgive those that have sinned against you. It's easy to ask forgiveness, but difficult to give it to others. Last but not least on this list of things that we need to burn, Netflix, <laughs> Facebook, and other social media. I've heard a lot of people say, man, I had three days off and I just had a Netflix binge. I just watched movies for three days. Very rarely do you hear somebody say, I had three days off and I spent it in the Word of God. Amen. I spent three days studying the Word. Facebook, man, I'm guilty of this. My wife got on to me not too long ago about this. Spending way too much time on Facebook. Way too much time. 
it becomes an idol. It becomes a ship that it stands between you and God, and you're fulfilling the call on your life. You've got to get rid of these things in your life. It stands between, you know, anything that stands between you and God is an idol and it needs to go. It's a ship that you need to burn. So why do we need to burn these ships? What, what would be the purpose for burning these ships? The first thing is that it eliminates all options to turn back. When Cortez, when that happened with the guys, with Cortez and them, they realized they either had to fight or die. You ever been in that situation? You either have to fight or die. When Lynn and I were called to the mission field, um, there, when, you, when you go to Honduras, when you fly into Honduras, you get a 90-day visa. And you can stay for 90 days, but then you have to leave the country. Now, you can leave for a day and come back the next day. It's okay. They just want you to leave, I guess, so you can pay the $40 deport tax or whatever it is. But, <laughs> but you have to leave and come back. So at the end of 90 days, every time we would go, or you can get a, uh, a residency there, a residency visa, as a foreigner, but that's very expensive and takes years to do. So while we were there, um, we would leave every 90 days and come home, and we would be home two, three weeks at the time, and as soon as we would land, I would start working that next day, and I would work, 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 work until time to go back, and Lynn was unpacking and repacking and planning the next trip, and we, you know, the, the hard part about it was we had a ministry, we had a, a 501c3, all the stuff that we needed to do. We had a board of directors. Um, and we had different churches and individuals that donated to that ministry that supported us. But Lynn and I never took a salary out of that ministry, ever. Every bit of the money that went to that ministry went to Honduras. Now, it paid for us to live there, our food and, and housing and all while we were there and any work that we did there. But as far as here, we still had a mortgage. We still had lights, light bill. We had car insurance and car payments. And we never took a salary. It was hard. I'm here to tell you, there was no day, there was no days off. It, it, when we were home, we were working. And we had, every time we, got, we had to leave, we had to burn the ships. We had to leave our family. We had to leave our kids. We had to leave our home. We had to leave our jobs. And, and it, was, it was tough to do that every single time. But you know what? One time in a little worship service in a little church in Cairo years ago, we stood up and we said, send me, God, I'll go. So when he said go, we went. We went. We were so blessed by doing that. It just, it, I miss being there. I miss being in Honduras. I miss being with the people. Some of you guys that went with us on the trip this, this last year, you know how I am when I'm there. I'm home. It's like when I land in San Pedro, I'm home. And I miss being there. But, that, you know, it's a new season for our life and now. Um, another thing, that, another reason we need to burn the ships, it strengthens your resolve to fight. As I said a while ago, when Cortez's men realized what had happened, they had to either fight or die. I used to work cows for a living, and, and if you guys don't know what working cows is, you gather them up out of the pasture and bring them in pens in smaller areas, and then you, you either pregnancy test the cows. Um, that's a really lost look on your face when you're about that deep in a mama cow trying to figure out if she's pregnant or not. 
um, and she's been on green grass for a while. It's just, that's a bad place to be. But anyway, or either you cut their horns off or you cut bull calves and make steers out of them, just deworm them and all this kind of stuff. But some of the biggest wrecks I got into with those mama cows was trying to get them in a pen because they, they were in a situation where they thought they either had to fight or die. And they will run over you and stomp a mud hole in you if you let them. Because they know that they, their only option is to fight. You have to get to that point in your life. With all these things in your life that are holding you back, you've got to get to that point where you're willing to do whatever it takes in God to get out of that place, to survive it. You've got to fight. You've got to fight for your families. You've got to fight for your ministry. You have to reach the point of no return or rock bottom. That's different places for some people. But it's, that's where you realize that turning back is either too dangerous or the cost is way too high. Why don't we burn our ships? Why, why haven't you already burnt these ships that are, that are holding you back? Number one is fear of the unknown. We don't, we don't know. People are just scared of, of, of what's going to happen. Sometimes you create problems that aren't even there. How about it's comfortable? I'm comfortable where I'm at. I don't have to, I don't have to do anything extra. I don't want to do anything extra. Or you don't want to take risk. You're scared to take a risk. Or maybe you have a false sense of obligation. In Matthew 14, 28 is, is the story of Peter walking on the water. And I love this story. Actually, you know that Peter walked on the water twice, right? You remember Jamie teaching about that a while back. But you got to put, you got to, you got to put yourself there. And, and, and there, all the guys are in the boats. And, and Peter probably knew how to swim because he was a fisherman. But he's in the boat and he looks and there's Jesus coming across the water. And he says, Lord, is that you? If it is, just bid me to come to you. And what did Jesus say? Come on, man. It's nice out here. And the other disciples were like, dude, Pete, man, don't. You're going to drown. Are you crazy? What's wrong with you? Have you ever had friends like that? God call you out to something different, and they try and hold you back. Don't do that. I, I, that's, that's risky. Don't take that risk. You're going to fall. But, but what happened to Pete? Pete said, guys, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. When Jesus is calling you out and he's your focus, nothing else matters. If he's your focus, nothing else matters. Pete got out of the boat and he walked to Jesus. But then life came, comes along and, and you get knocked down and you get hurt and you get in a bad relationship or you get hung up on some pills or pornography or whatever happens to you and your focus gets off of Jesus and you fall and you sink and you start to drown. And what did Pete do? He reached out and said, Jesus, help me. That's what you need to do. Reach out. Jesus, help me. When Pete reached out, what did Jesus do? He, he didn't say, Pete, dude, I'm sorry. You know how to swim. Uh, you lost your focus. I hate it for you. No, he reached and helped him up. And then the Bible says they went back to the boat together. So that he walked twice on the water. He walked back to the boat and got back in the boat. 
And all the other disciples were probably like, man, I knew you could do it all along. <laughs> I believe in you, Pete. Ever had anybody do you that way? You got to be Peter. You got to take that risk. You got to be willing to take the risk. What is the cost of not burning your ships? What's going to happen if you don't burn your ships? I've been blessed in my life to have a lot of body strength, a, a real strong. I can take a 20-foot telephone pole. To this day, I'm 60 years old, and I still am able to take a 20-foot telephone pole and pick it up, put it on my shoulder, and carry it, and set it in a hole to put a barn up. But what would happen if, if I tied one hand behind my back? I probably would be able to figure out how to get that pole up on my shoulder and get it in the hole, but I would probably hurt myself or hurt somebody around me because I, I'm hindering myself from, from the strength that I've got. When you've got ships in your life that you have not burned, you're hindering yourself. It's like you have one hand tied behind your back. You, you still have the same body. You still have the same strength but you don't have the full ability to operate in the full capacity God has for you because those ships are holding you back. So you got to be willing to get rid of them so you can fulfill the call that God's got in your life. Why do we, why do we continue to hold on to these things? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I love this scripture. This is probably, probably my favorite scripture. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. If you're going to burn those ships, you've got to trust in God with all of your heart. With everything that's within you, you've got to trust him. You, know, you guys know I love you, right? I mean, I mean that. I don't just say it. It's like Eddie was saying a while ago. I, I love you from the bottom of my heart, and I want to see you win. I don't want to see you walking around defeated. I don't want to see you hurt. I want to see you be complete in your life and everything that God has for you. Trust in him, and he will direct your path. So my question for you today is this. What are ships that I need to burn? What ships do I need to burn today? Let's all stand for prayer. with every eye closed I want you to first I want to ask you if you've never accepted Jesus as Savior in your life if there's never been a, a moment in your life when you can say that you have prayed a prayer to accept him to come into your heart I want you to raise your hand I'm not going to call you out I'm not going to embarrass you just raise your hand real high. For everybody else, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit this this morning. Just ask him, Holy Spirit, are there ships that I need to burn? Also ask him, what are those ships that I need to burn today?
Now, I want you to pray with me out loud and say this. Say, Holy Spirit, I thank you for showing me the ships that I need to burn. And Holy Spirit, I agree right now that these ships are burnt. I agree that there is no longer a way of retreat. And I proclaim that there is no turning back. I put all my trust in you, Father. And I say thank you for setting me free today from these ships. Amen. Bow, will you close us out? Hey, once again, thanks for listening to the VFC podcast. If you live in the Thomasville area, we would love for you to connect with us in person. For more information about our weekly gatherings, including service times and directions, just visit us at vfcthomasville.org.